Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode on the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. And today I have a guest on the show. We're going to be doing a live mock draft. I'll be drafting from the two spot. He's going to be drafting from the eight. Uh, it's a good friend of mine, Josh. He's actually on Twitter as well as at the Fellow Joshy P. And uh, for now, I'm just going to get my draft pick out of the way. Of course, Saquon Bar or uh, Christian McCaffrey goes number one. We're just going to land on Saquon Barkley here, and then I'll kind of just uh, I'm going to talk about Josh for a little bit. We are it, we're going into our 11th year in our big league at the Fantasy Fellowship League, and uh, in the 10 years that we've had champions, Josh has won four of them. He's won two back-to-back -back sets. He's coming off of a back-to-back -back right now, and mm -hmm. he's one of those guys that doesn't do a lot of research or, or looking into fantasy until like the week or so before the draft. Uh, so Josh somehow he gets he gets it done with minimal research and he kind of just has a good eye for players and in roster construction. But I would say the reason that he wins championships is because he's able to react in free agency. And I think last year was a big year for him in free agency because he had Dalvin Cook at the end of the year. I think he added Tyler Higby. Uh, so Josh, mm -hmm. really good. he's a really good fantasy manager. And uh, I don't know. So we're going to see what he does here at pick eight. Uh, do you want to tell us, Josh, like what you're looking at here as the eighth pick? Uh, I don't know exactly what kind of strategy I want to go with. Having a later round pick, probably going to be wide receiver. So if Michael Thomas is so there. Thomas, I'm sure I'll go, but Devontae is there. That's who I'll most likely take. So for me, it's clear. If Michael Thomas or Derrick Henry are available, those are the guys that I, I would probably lean towards picking at eight. But they'll probably be the next two picks, and then you'll have some questions. But who knows? We'll see what happens. These ESPN mocks get a little weird sometimes. And Devontae's ADP is at 16, so that's kind of weird to me. Uh, but I really don't feel like – so they just came out with an injury update for Carson Wentz. He's got some kind of soft tissue injury. Uh, he's considered day-to-day, -day, but I don't really know if that's too crazy. Uh, but the thing with Miles Sanders right now – so, yeah, you missed on Thomas and Henry. So yep. you're on pick right now. So what do you do here? Do you just take Devontae Adams? A lot of the running backs have question marks here. That's what it's looking like I want to do. I mean, he's set can for – I see what – makes its way back to me if there's a receiver that can beat michael thomas it's Devonte adams uh I, I was looking on twitter yesterday and pro football focus tweeted out something that said um the receivers with the most fantasy points the last five weeks of the year were michael thomas and Devonte parker but then i looked quickly at uh Devonte adams's last five games including the playoffs so the pro football only looked at the last five games of the regular season Wasn't it 120 some points it was 129 and i think thomas was like in the 113 range so technically Devonte adams last five game pace was insanely high and he could be the one guy that would beat michael thomas and just the targets are going to be there so uh, I mean, what sucks is in our home league in Green Bay, we're not getting Devontae Adams at eight, unfortunately. Absolutely not. So now you're going to probably pivot here. So do you want to – like you would love to get a running back. There's a good handful of running backs available here. Uh, but is there any way you're going to take a, a, another wide receiver like Julio or Tyreek or even Kelsey? Well, I'm not fully sure when the running backs are really going to dip, like which round. Uh, they're going to fall off pretty quickly after the second round. I had a feeling. You know, guys with a lot of questions. And it'd be pretty sick to uh, wide receiver. Top wide receiver. So, but yeah, you're looking at Sanders, Chubb, Jacobs, Eckler, Mixon. And Mixon's kind of in a holdout right now. He's not. He hasn't been practicing all week. Um, he's trying to hold out for a new contract. Same with Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook isn't at camp right now. Um, so Aaron Jones in the first round. That's interesting. That's probably the highest I've seen Aaron Jones go. Really? But then, typically gone. 
I was talking about Philadelphia and they just lost one of their starting tackles and another one of their tackles is injured. He hasn't been practicing. Um, so they're starting to lose some big bodies up front on the line, which is making me a little bit nervous about Sanders. But at this point, the guy that just took Sanders, he backed it up with Nick Chubb. So I think if you take Sanders, you'd have to take two running backs. But you're still looking here. So you're up in in three picks, Jacobs, Eckler, Mixon. I'd be nervous to take Mixon just because, he, I mean, he's holding out right now. Uh, he doesn't feel as great, and he's going to be your RB1. I think if you can get Jacobs or Eckler here, I think that's how I would prefer. I was going to say I would go with Jacobs. I had him last year. Yeah, I, Jacobs was good. To, oh, yeah, Jacobs was goes, of course. There he goes. But I think he's absolutely going to do more this year. So this might be like a worst-case scenario for you. Are you going to take Mixon here? If I don't know. Oh, this is going to be interesting because I personally, I don't have Mixon ranked very high on my board. I have him as like the 11th or 12th. Maybe he's the 12th best running back on my board. But with this, with this contract holdouts, I just, I'm, I'm worried about his attitude throughout like the whole season. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Julio Jones goes. So to me, this is an obvious pick. I don't know if you want to take Eckler, but that's who I would take. That's who I feel like I need to take, but I'm actually very curious if I didn't draft a running back now. Kelsey or receiver what would happen because this is just this is just trial and error let's let's if you like Tyreek Hill or Kelsey uh try it I know there's a lot of tight ends I like late but I'm going with the Kelsey okay so this is the contrarian team I like it because we're going to probably give people different outlooks here I'm, a, you, I'm a tight end guy the thing about the running backs in the second round is there's a lot of questions like I love Austin Eckler but do we really trust the Chargers with Tyrod Taylor? Like, is he going to keep Austin Eckler on schedule as an RB1 or RB2 this year? I don't know. And what happens if they Maybe go? He will catch more balls. Uh, potentially. But the thing is with Phillip Rivers is he's just hammered running backs throughout his career. Mm -hmm. so like, I think you're almost locked in for him to have less receptions this year. Naheem Hines. So I'm coming up to pick here. I'm not taking a running back at all uh, with my second pick. I might take James Conner at the 26th pick, uh, but I'm looking at Godwin, Evans. I'm interested in kind of George Kittle, but I, I, if I can get one of the Tampa Bay wide receivers, I think that's what I prefer to do. Um, yeah, those are probably my top two picks right now, and then I'll pivot in the third round. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, how, how high would you take those guys? I, I wouldn't. You would wait. Like, what if? What if? I just Lamar I don't like to take quarterback high. Pardon? What if Lamar or, or or Patrick are available at your pick thirty-two? It's uh, it would be tempting, but with taking, that'd be a sick duo if I had Mahomes. Mahomes with Kelsey, I think that's see but you're trying to do that. Taking, a tight end right now it doesn't make me feel good about a quarterback well i mean you would have the two positions locked in where mm -hmm. you're not making decisions every week whereas like for me i usually punch it's always fun having the double down the the the, the stack right yeah yep. so we're looking here i'm almost up to pick i'm kind of thinking mike evans just because every year of his career he's been over a thousand yards and now he's getting one of the most accurate quarterbacks now, would you have taken Godwin uh, if you had the choice? So I could take George Kittle here. Do I take George Kittle? Or do I pivot towards Kenny Galladay, DJ Moore? 
Do I take a quarterback? I don't know. I, I feel like I'm stuck taking George Kittle here. I think you got to take Kittle. Uh, so I got Saquon Barkley, and then I'm going to lock in Kittle. And for me, the, well, the way the tight ends have been going, I, I either get Kelsey, Kittle, or maybe Ertz in the fifth, and then I just completely forget about the position until much later. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take George Kittle. Uh, do you know what's going on with the 49ers receivers right now? Not fully. I know that Ayuk is injured. Ayuk has a hamstring. Um, so I'm up to pick again. Let me talk about this real quick. Um, so this might seem like a reach. I really want James Conner here. And he's on, he's, he's down the list and I'm just going to take James Conner here. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit, but anyways, uh, with the 49ers wide receivers, Debo Samuel, he, he broke his foot uh, about a month and a half ago and he's finally starting to kind of run full speed and get back to health. He's still unsure about being available week one. And then they, they lost their, they had another receiver that they were expecting, you know, big things from. He was in his, he was going into his second year and he, I think he tore his Achilles or something. Who's that? He's gone. Um, and then, yeah, the rookie receiver, uh, Brandon Ayuk, he has a hamstring thing right now. Uh, and then there's another receiver that kind of got hurt. So, like, they're looking at not a lot of really stable receivers available ready week one. So, I think that's why George Kittle looks appealing at the end of the second round after all those running backs go. But I probably would have taken Mike Evans over Kittle just because I like the depth at the tight end position. But at that point, you kind of got to do what you got to do. So you're on deck here. Is who's sticking out on the board for you here? Lamar's still there. Uh, let's see. Any running backs you want? That's what I'm looking for here. I'm uh, technically, this is where you would have to take a guy like Jonathan Taylor. Are you into any of the receivers here? Cooper, Ridley, A.J. Brown. Uh, at this point, Lamar Jackson's feeling like the biggest value on the board to me because you can nitpick receivers. Like, you're going to have a tough time picking one of those receivers, whereas Lamar, I mean, that's that's like a slam dunk pick. You know you're not going to get that one wrong. I agree. And then, and then, I'm curious if Chris Carson will even make it to the fourth-round pick. Let's, let's gamble. Let's I gamble. don't think he will. Let's gamble and see what running backs are available on the turn for you. I need to look. At I mean, you can't argue any anywhere Lamar Jackson's pick. Like you, you can't really be like, oh, that's a bad pick. Like he's Lamar Jackson. No, I've never had him, and I'm sure it'd be exciting to have him on your team. I'm so mad. I squandered my Lamar Jackson season last year. I got hurt with injuries, and I, I kind of messed up. I took Duke Johnson. Championship team was your roster, just in. <sighs> It was it was set up to succeed, but I one thing too is like I look back at my drafts from previous years and I try to analyze them and see where I was wrong. And I ended up taking Duke Johnson in the fifth round last year. And I remember debating between Duke Johnson and Austin Eckler. If I take Eckler, I probably win the league that year. So uh, I don't know. Okay. It's it's tough to go back and look at your drafts to see where you went wrong. But once you do that, your thought process becomes a little bit more clear. And that's why I like. Like you just took a guy like Lamar Jackson. We have no questions with Lamar Jackson. We know if he's not quarterback one, he's quarterback two. Mm -hmm. You're never going to have to worry about streaming or anything. I mean, he's probably going to put up a lot of 30 point bangers uh, for you. So, but yeah, you definitely need a running back, but this is cool because you're going to be snagging a lot of running backs 
the rest of the way. Whereas I, I'm, I'm kind of set up. I have Saquon Barkley and James Conner at my running mm-hmm. back spots, and then I got George Kittle. So I'm probably going to be pivoting towards wide receivers uh, the next three or four rounds. Um, yeah, we both got tight ends too, so we don't really need to talk about backup tight ends. Maybe towards the end, we'll, we'll each take one. But uh, I don't know. So for you, typically uh, though, depending on my draft spot, like being in the middle, I wouldn't. But there's times where, well, you never know. But where with our league being a super flex, I like to stack lots of tight ends. Yeah, and that's what sucks is there's really not a good super flex mock draft lobby. Uh, the only one that I've found that is decent is fantasy football calculator. Like we could set one up on sleeper too, um, but we'd have to get other people in there. And I don't know, like whenever you do the draft, there's like five quarterbacks going in the first round. So it's just like, it just throws everything off. So who, who do you, I mean, do you feel like you have to take a running back here or could you take kind of do? Like you're well, gonna- I could take AJ Brown is appealing, but I don't want you to draft someone just because you think you have to draft a position. I mean, you could go full zero RB here. You can. I mean, I'm looking at Calvin Ridley. Well, if I go Brown. running back, I'd probably go Gurley over Fournette. And there's been some positive buzz about Todd Gurley lately. I kind of just gamble on him. Uh, so I, I mean, Gurley would be fine at pick forty-one. I think I, that's if there was one running back for me to pick out of this group, I would say Gurley or Jonathan Taylor. Because um, it sounds like Taylor, man, he's going to be uh, the Colts' offense is going to be a, like a smash. You know, they're going to try to run the ball yeah, down your throat, try to limit Philip Rivers throwing interceptions, and they have a good defense too. And then when you think about some of the defenses in the AFC South, like Jacksonville Jaguars' defense is garbage. The Texans' defense, you can run on it. Uh, and the Titans, they're they're kind of an okay defense, but uh, not really a scary defense. So Jonathan Taylor could be a guy that just gets more and more work uh, as the season goes on. And in the like, I've in most of the expert drafts that I do, I see Jonathan Taylor go in the third round. Uh, so it's Gurley versus Taylor. I like both picks here. Now I'm gonna throw a little curveball in this. What are you gonna do? And draft another wide receiver? Might we'll see. I might take Zach Ertz. Two tight ends. You going yeah. two tight end heavy? Yeah, I'm gonna. We'll play it out. See what happens. For real? Are you serious? Yeah. No way. Two tight ends. You're gonna hoard tight ends at the top of the list here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like to be that guy. Two tight ends. What the hell, dude? <laughs> I got my flex figured out. Okay, and uh, I guess it's it's a interesting. I'm just move. gonna have to prey on running backs. I mean, you're locking into the top four tight ends. You're, you know, you're limiting the other players from getting a top tight end. And, like, he's not going to move from your flex spot. You know, he's going to be getting a good 10 to 12 points at least. Um, I, I tend to base a lot of my drafts around tight ends. Sure. And I feel like that's where I have my most success. So, for me, like, I just, I mean, you could have taken A.J. Brown. I think I would have taken A.J. Brown over. But also, with this being said, Tight ends are getting deeper and deeper. Yeah, like so I didn't really need to do that pick. The tight end list is AJ Brown was probably the smarter pick. There's probably about 18 tight ends that have a chance at a tight end one position this year. Uh, and we started. I mean, I got Kittle, you got Kelsey, and now Ertz. Um, and I know you you're kind of into those guys. You've you've had them on your team the last couple of years. Yeah, they're always around. 
So I don't know. You're going completely zero RB, and then you add Look on. The I feel is it's a little the, stupid. This is probably the weirdest uh, start to a draft uh, that I've seen. So, anyways, I'm going to be up to picking a little bit here. I got Saquon Barkley, James Conner, and George Kittle. Uh, I could really use a receiver. Uh, Jonathan Taylor still available. I'm going to see what this this guy in between me. He has two picks. I'll see what he does. Uh, but for me, my first receiver off the board, we are going to take. Um, I really like McLaurin, Metcalf, and Chark. Those are probably the guys that I like the most. And from a volume standpoint, I'm just gonna I'm gonna lock in um, DJ Chark because I, he's a true number one. Um, he's got connection with Minshew, um, and then also the Jaguars are gonna be so bad this year on defense that they're gonna be just throwing the ball. Oh, it sounds like DJ Chark is having one of those camps where everyone's like, holy crap, like we have we have something really, really good here. And I've just seen some of his plays that he's making. He's, he's looking like a dominant wide receiver one this year. So uh, now I'm up to pick. I'm kind of upset. I missed on Terry McLaurin, but uh, I get the other guy that's kind of my consolation prize here, and that's DK Metcalf. Uh, I think this year you really want to – one of my things is I like to look at position groups for an offense and with Seattle Seahawks. Like, you know, Lockett and DK Metcalf are probably going to be good picks. Um, like, there's really not a lot of competition for targets between those two guys. And, uh, I mean, Russell Wilson's one of the most efficient quarterbacks, so every target that they get from him, you know, it's 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 a little bit significantly higher than another quarterback or another offensive situation. So now I have, I have two running backs with Barkley and Connor. I locked in two receivers in Chark and Metcalf, and then I got George Kittle. So, like, I have a really well-rounded base. And then uh, we'll look to see what Joshy P is doing here as he uh, he should probably take a running back. And I would recommend Ronald Jones, Cam Akers. Cool. I'm going with the Ronald Jones. The Ronald Jones. Okay. So this is, this actually worked out. Okay. Uh, so you have Lamar Jackson. Not too bad. The top, uh, and then your wide receiver ones, Devonte Adams, who has a legit chance at wide receiver one. And then you got Kelsey and Ertz. So you might've locked in. I have a lot of top player. positions. You might've locked in the number one quarterback, the number one receiver and the number one tight end. Uh, so you're, you're looking really, really good there. And then you, with the Ertz pick, it's an interesting pick because uh, the Eagles don't really have a lot of reliable receivers right now. And so it's very easy to see that Zach Ertz is going to be the number one receiver again. And the way that you set up your draft with Kelsey and Ertz, you are basically locking in almost the, the, the number one tight end every week. If it's not Kelsey or Ertz, it might be Kittle or maybe Mark Andrews. Uh, but you pretty much just covered the base and then you, you kind of limit – the other teams from having good tight end numbers. So it's, it's an interesting move. I think that's the part I like about it. And I mean, I know I'm getting pretty much guaranteed points, not every week, but more or less. And I mean, Zach Ertz as your flex might be better than most people's flexes anyways. Um, so I, I don't know if I would recommend this strategy, but I think it, it, the way you did it, it worked out like, so essentially like you could, you could in your My mind, strategy. you could think that you have AJ Brown as your wide receiver too, or you could have Zach Ertz. Um, so it's kind of, you know, both ways, but I think you're, you're what basically I, I'm just looking at the players that you're taking and I like all the players. Um, so it's just a matter of how you want to construct it, but um, you're going to be up to pick again here soon. Are you looking at another running back? Raheem Mostert. I, I mine up Raheem, but I don't Mark know. Ingram sticks out. Yeah, I see that, but Raheem. And then, I, I mean, I, I totally get the move of leaving your wide receiver two blank because we kind of really like the receivers as the draft just keeps going on and on and on. So I do, I I do like a little Stephon Diggs action, though. 
You like Stefan Diggs in Buffalo this year? Yeah, I do. I think I like Diggs, but I think I'm taking Tyler Boyd or Michael Gallup over him at that See, point. Tyler Boyd, I, I feel like you can wait for Auden Tate. Yeah, but I guess Tyler Boyd just offers such a high floor. Like he had 80, 79 catches or like some 80 some catches last year. Yeah, 79, 90. No, that's his projection. It might have even been oh. more. He might have had like 90 catches last year. Um, and then he's, I mean, you know, he's going to be the slot receiver for Joe Burrow. And that's what Joe Burrow excelled at at LSU with Justin Jefferson. So Tyler Boyd's the guy, Michael Gallup's a dude there. Um, a lot of people are nervous about the targets in Dallas, but I think Michael Gallup is, I mean, he's a, he's a lock for a thousand yards and he's probably going to put up seven or eight touchdowns. I went with Raheem. I'm going to try to get Raheem back and I can. So now your, your receivers late. Ronald Jones, Raheem Mostert. Devontae Adams, you have an opening at wide receiver two, and then you have Kelsey and Ertz. So I kind of like how you're setting yourself up uh, to target receivers now. And I get to fill my flex spot here. So I'm going to go ahead here and just take Michael Gallup because he's, he's probably my favorite receiver to get in the sixth, seventh round. Uh, and I get him at the end of the sixth, which is, is pretty good value, and he's my flex. And I already said that. I mean, he was over 1,100 yards last year, and he had um, – he only played 14 games and he had 1,109 yards. So like there's potential to have a 1,200 yard season if everything goes well. Uh, and then I'm looking around here, quarterbacks, Russell Wilson. Yeah. I don't know. It might be kind of fun to stack Russell Wilson with a little DK Metcalf action. I was curious about quarterbacks. I was just looking at your team. And because it's my last starter position to fill, I like a lot of the receivers later. Uh, I could use a backup running back, whether it's Cohen. In Ingram's kind of interesting too, but this guy's not going to be starting for me. So I think what I'm going to do here is I'm going to take Russell Wilson if he if he slides through. And then I get rewarded because anytime Russell Wilson throws a touchdown, like we know it's probably Lockett or Metcalf. So I'm going to get I'm going to get all of Lockett's touchdowns and then say Metcalf Metcalf has like the upside of 10 to 12 touchdowns this year. I don't think that's too crazy to think. So I'm going to just lock in. For me, Russell Wilson is at the end of like the top tier. I think Lamar, Pat Mahomes, uh, DK, uh, Dak Prescott, like those are the top three. But if there's a guy that I would put with them, it's going to be Russell Wilson. And uh, so now my starting lineup is Russ Wilson. I got two running backs in Saquon Barkley and James Conner. I got DJ Chark and DK Metcalf, George Kittle and Michael Gallup. I got no questions with any of these guys. You could argue with Connor being injury prone, but I'm probably just going to snag his handcuff at the end of the draft to cover my bets. Uh, but now as you are going to be up to pick in the seventh round, where are, where is your eyes starting to look at the board for players? I won't end up with him, but it'd be cool if Mark Ingram could have fell. Yeah, I'm really like I wouldn't have to worry about running backs. If anything, just pick up Dobbins late. Yeah, Dobbins, he's down on the board a little bit. He's got like the 90th overall ranking. I think that could be an option. I really like Tariq Cohen. Um, you could leave him in as your flex, I think, most weeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, I don't really expect the Bears. I mean, David Montgomery is going to be missing the first couple weeks. He might even miss three or four weeks with a groin injury. And I, we always kind of joke joke about groin injuries. But um, David Montgomery, man, there's like there's a severe injury risk where he could just, you know, tweak that randomly and he could, you know, be on the shelf for most of the season. Would you go with Tariq Cohen over Philip Lindsay? 
Um, Tariq Cohen, like I know his path and I know his role. I think he's a little bit higher of an upside. He's going to catch a lot more balls in the PPR league. I think Tariq's the so guy. You, you think they're going to get that much usage out of him this year, though? I mean, yeah, he caught 70-some balls last year. And uh, I don't expect the Bears offense to be much improved this year. But I expect Tariq Cohen to be improved. He's uh, He said that. Well, I picked Philip Lindsay. Lindsay, I don't have a problem with. I think he's going to be in tandem with Melvin Gordon. And I think the people that are taking Melvin Gordon in the third, fourth, or fifth round are going to. But also, with that being said, I totally didn't think about Melvin Gordon. Yeah, Melvin's Melvin's in the way. Uh, but it sounds like, by all accounts, that it's so going to be. So this is where something like me not doing lots of mocks, paying as much attention, mm-hmm. doesn't benefit It's, it's going to be a 50-50 split in Denver. Like Both guys are going to probably get. I mean, Lindsey's probably going to get 10 to 12 carries a game, and maybe they get Melvin Gordon up to 15 or 16. Uh, Melvin might be having a little bit more receptions in a PPR league, which is nice. Um, but, I mean, both guys are really good running backs, so I can see the Broncos just really relying. I mean, they got a rookie, uh, second-year quarterback, and they have a decent defense, so they're going to try to run the ball as best as they can. So I, I like that pick. Um, I might have taken Cohen there instead, though. Um and then try to get Lindsay on the turn. Uh, let me look at your roster real quick. So Lamar. I need to start going wide receiver heavy. Well, I mean, you got three running backs now, so you have a little bit of leeway there. And if you're looking at the wide receivers, whether it's Sterling Shepard, Christian Kirk is a guy that I'm really interested in uh, because DeAndre Hopkins is going to create a lot of, um, you know, double teams and, and attention over on the other side of the mm-hmm. field. Whereas Kirk, I mean, he had he's just he's a third year receiver, so he's kind of entering that breakout range season. He had five touchdowns last year, over 700 yards and 63 catches. And they also like to give him rushing attempts. He had 15 carries, or what was it last year? Let me look. Um, they like to I don't know that the the Arizona Cardinals offense is just one of those offenses that I think you want to get something you know some kind of piece of. Uh, so he had 10 rushing attempts last year, 93 yards. So you're going to get a Christian Kirk. Yeah. He had, he, he had 93 rushing yards last year too. So he basically was an 800 yard player. And I think he, he missed some time. You like him more than Sterling Shepard. So the thing about Sterling Shepard is it sounds like he's having like the best camp. Exactly. I've heard good things about him. He's having a really good camp, but then there's also, I mean, I just feel better about the passing situation um, in Arizona, but I like Sterling. And he's he's the number one there, so you're getting a guy that has a little bit more. That's why I chose him. Whereas and I, I could still get like a John Brown later, you know. Sure, sure. Oh, so not really. I'm probably going to pivot, and I'm going to probably. So I got three running. I got two running backs and three wide receivers. Uh, I'm going to filter by flex here. Um, Zach Moss is probably my favorite running back here. I'm going to take him for sure, uh, and then I'll probably take her. Feeling of that. So I don't know, like so Buffalo running backs. What's your what's your thought on the Buffalo running back situation? Oh, I've heard good things about Zach Moss. Ah, I, I don't know that. how their usage will be. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be almost a 50-50 split. Like it's people that are drafting Devin Singletary are probably not going to have a good a good time this year. So I'm a little nervous about. I don't know. Zach Moss is almost he's almost better than Singletary at pass blocking and receiving. He could he could slowly take over some of that work. And then, um, and then he's he's the banger running back. When they get inside the five yard line, he's going to take over the Frank Gore role. And I just think that that could be almost it's going to it's going to severely limit 
the upside for a guy like uh, Devin Singletary. So I'm going to go ahead here and just take, uh, let me look at the tight ends real quick. Just you, you got to double check running backs. No running backs are sticking out. Alexander Madison at this point in the draft with the uncertainty of Dalvin Cook is interesting. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead here and take a guy in Preston Williams, who I think has a chance to beat Devontae Parker in fantasy points this year. And then are as you saying Preston Williams. Yeah, so I just, I just I just took Christian Kirk and Preston Williams. So yeah, Zach Moss goal line carries. Um, I, I'm I'm a big fan of Zach Moss. And the thing about uh, Josh Allen, he kind of gets you know some goal line carries and some rushes in the five. Uh, but Josh Allen has already come out and said that he would like to not run as much this year if he if he can help it. Um, and so I just think if you're the Buffalo Bills, you're probably not calling as many quarterback draws near the red zone when you just drafted this fresh new running back in the third mm -hmm. round who can who can you know add some significant value within the five yard line. So I don't think it's crazy if Zach Moss gets like upwards of six or seven rushing touchdowns this year. Frank Gore was really ineffective with that role last year. So uh, Zach Moss is probably one of those guys that I'm making sure I target in almost all of my drafts, whether it's eighth, ninth round. Uh, he could be a, a running back two at you know towards mid season. I just, I just think that the more that we see him, the more we're gonna like it. So you go ahead here and take Miko Hardman. I'm not sure if that's a reach, but uh, he's one of those players that has this massive upside. So I mean, it, it's not gonna surprise me if he finishes as a top thirty six receiver this year. And and then for you, I mean, he's just he's just a good bench piece. So like for you, you, you I'm just trying to. You could probably there. double back with another wide receiver just to you know kind of hedge the bet there. So I think that could be the best thing to do. I like Jerry Judy here. I like one of the rookies, C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy. Yeah, just looking at CD. All these guys are going to have a lot of opportunities. So I like all those dudes. Um, the running back room, Latavia. Like it, it is, this is the handcuff area or the scat back, whether it's Boston Scott, Naheem Hines, Chase Edmonds. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of uncertainty with Miles Sanders' health, um, Kenyon Drake's health. He's Kenyon Drake's in a walking boot. He says it's precautionary, but I mean it's never a good look to have a walking boot on as a running back. So the, that's where these these handcuff running backs are starting to interest me. Uh, and I've already kind of filled out my receiver room. So my receivers are DJ Chark, DK Metcalf, Michael Gallup, Christian Kirk, Preston Williams. I feel really good about how that's looking for me. Um, so I might kind of pivot here and and look at the the handcuff kind of, you know, the backup running backs and the guys that intrigue me are Boston Scott and Chase Edmonds. Last year, Boston Scott was like a top 10 running back the last three or four weeks. And with Miles Sanders, he's got, he has an undisclosed lower body injury right now. Um, and I just think the Eagles are going to be throwing the ball a little bit more. Their offensive lines dinged up a little bit. Um, and I don't know, just injuries happen in Boston. Scott's got, he's, you can flex Boston Scott, uh, even with a healthy Miles Sanders. So um, I only have two running backs on my team right now. So he's going to be a guy that I can call up for bye weeks or if anything happens. Uh, but I, I feel really good about getting him on the team. And then I missed, uh, let's see, Mike Williams and Justin Jefferson go. Uh, I could take some of these running backs here. Chase Edmonds is one of those handcuff guys that I think I could really uh, use here. Uh, I do like Benny Snell Jr. down the line. Uh, Naheem Hines is probably going to catch a lot of balls. Uh, they have him projected here for 48 catches. He's probably the last true like PPR kind of scat back. Um, but I'm going to go ahead here and take Chase Edmonds because, again, I'm investing in the Arizona Cardinals offense. I already got Christian Kirk. Uh, we kind of talked about how much excitement is building around the Arizona offense, and they're in a 
they're in a position where their defense isn't very good. They're probably going to be forced to, to score a lot of points to stay in these games. So uh, if anything happens to Kenyon Drake, I got something pretty good there. So what are you, we're, we're moving into the 11th round. We have about five picks left to make each. So these guys are just people that you want to make sure you have on your bench. Um, so who's, who's sticking out for you here? Uh, well, Naheem Hines is most likely who I would take in this position. Uh, not looking at quarterbacks. because I was even there. looking deep, like Randall Cobb later, there's AJ a, Dillon. There's a tight end that I'm really, really interested in that I hope he falls to me. I don't know if you've heard anything about Chris Herndon. Chris Herndon. But right now the Jets wide receiver room is completely like it's just like it's basically sitting uh, in the hall. Just banged up. Uh, yeah. So Jamison Crowder is the only healthy receiver right now, really. Uh, they, they, they added Brashad Perriman, uh, but he's hurt. Uh, Denzel Mims is hurt. And then two of their other, uh, you know, like fourth, fifth, sixth receivers, those guys are banged up. So really, like in practice right now, it's all Jamison Crowder and Chris Herndon catching passes. Um, so if if Herndon falls to me, I think he's got tight end one upside this year. He could lead. Um, I mean, Jamison Crowder is probably going to lead the team in targets and receptions, but Chris Herndon. I mean, he's got 60, 70 catch upside this year if he stays healthy and puts everything together. He's been having a hell of a camp, too. He's been one of the guys, because uh, I was talking with Sigmund Bloom about uh, drum beats, and we, we both kind of agreed that Herndon's got this buzz growing around him, and with all the injuries, he's almost got like this Darren Waller vibe to us, where last year the Raiders had nothing at receiver, so they just they had to throw all these you know tight end targets. So I like that. And then you take Randall Cobb. I like Randall Cobb there. He's going to be the slot receiver for Houston. I think he could be a guy that people are nervous about Will Fuller. People are getting more excited about Brandon Cooks, but Cobb in the slot, they paid him, they paid him good. Like he's there on a three-year, $27 million contract. So like, I mean, they're going to try to replace DeAndre Hopkins through two guys with Cooks and Randall Cobb. And I think Cobb could be one of those guys that you whip out on your flex uh, in good matchups. So we got, uh, we're moving into the 13th round. We, we're going to have to take a kicker and a defense, but we each get, uh, I think you have two more picks. I think I have three picks yet to make. Uh, so these are just, again, these are guys that you want to make sure you just get on your bench. Um, so it, I don't mind taking handcuffs or, or things like that here. Um, I'm trying to look here. I could use more running backs. I'm going to look at the receivers. Uh, Anthony Miller is going to be the number two, but I don't want any Chicago Bears. Alan Lazard is going to be the number two in Green Bay. Um, I'm really interested in Steven Sims Jr. for the Washington football team, which is so weird to say. Uh, but then there's some tight ends here, whether it's Eric Ebron, Dallas Goddard, Johnu Smith, Blake Jarwin. Like I like all of those guys. Uh, but for me, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to secure uh, Benny Snell Jr. because I have James Conner. And if anything happens, like the thing on James Conner is, Oh, he's going to get hurt, right? That's like the common narrative. Um, but Benny Snell is locked into their number two spot. So I love getting him there. Um, so, yeah, now I, I get two more bench picks here. I really like my receiver room, but there's still some guys that I really like in the receiver pool. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead here and take the guy, Steven Sims, that I like. Do you know anything about Steven Sims, Josh? Nope. All I right. heard a uh, little bit about him. So let's take a look at Steven Sims's. Uh, his last four or five games with Washington last year, 
he's one of those guys that I'm probably leaving my draft with, like in the late rounds, almost every time. Um, but we're looking at these numbers down here, these last four weeks, uh, where he sees seven, 11, 10, and eight targets. He's becoming a part of the, the he's just a rhythm player for Dwayne Haskins. So you see four, five, six, five catches. He scores three touchdowns in the last four weeks. Uh, he puts up some, some big double-digit games here. Um, so there's no absolutely no competition for him uh, behind him. You know, Terry McLaurin's going to be the target leader there. Uh, but after McLaurin, it's going to be all about Steven Sims maybe getting seven to eight targets. He's kind of like uh, I've, the way I'm viewing Steven Sims is basically he's a young Jamison Crowder who could be kind of that, you know, that little PPR slot guy. Mm -hmm. uh, he's going to rack up maybe five or six catches a game. And nobody expects anything from the Washington football team. They're going to be losing a lot of games. So they're going to throw a lot. So I kind of like that. And then you go ahead and get Alan. I, with um, having Devontae Adams, more handcuff. So he's more of a handcuff, but he's also like in a in a really still be weeks where he's getting points. I mean, who are the Packers going to throw the ball to besides Devontae and Aaron Jones? Uh, it's going to be Alan Lazard, and I think people are kind of sleeping on the Green Bay Packers offense. It's going to be year two of Matt Lafleur's system. I uh, want kind of, AJ Dillon here too. You want to take AJ Dillon here? I I, yeah, I would sorry. say don't take AJ Dillon in redraft. You know who I'm taking? Uh, Lavisca. Johnu Smith. Okay, that's a good pick. Yeah, I was gonna. I was looking at tight ends. I'm gonna walk off with one of my tight ends here. Uh, that's gonna be Blake Jarwin. Uh, I talked. Jarwin's about, still there. Blake Jarwin's still there. I love the Dallas Cowboys offense. Uh, that's easy. If it's not the Chiefs, if it's not the Ravens offense, it's got to be the Cowboys offense as the most exciting one to watch this year. Um, and then you think about. I mean, Jason Witten was PPR tight end eleven last year. And he was at, I think he had 60-some catches on 83 targets. He only had 8.2 yards per catch. And Blake Jarwin had 41 targets, 31 catches. And he had 11.2 yards per catch or something like that. So he's adding three yards per catch to basically about 60 catches. So uh, I'm taking Blake Jarwin everywhere that I can. And so it's not letting us take any of these receivers running backs anymore. It wants us to take kickers and defense. So we're probably going to be signing off here uh, in a little bit, but I'm going to take my defense here first. Um, Chargers have a good defense. They have a really good schedule. I don't trust the bears worth a damn this year. I'm just going to go ahead here and take the chargers because I like, um, I mean, I like their, their pass rush ability. I like Derwin James. I like their secondary and they have a really easy schedule. So I don't know. I mean, who are you going to take for your defense coming up here? I don't know. I'm, I might just pick Matt Gay. Matt Gay? He's had, it sounds like he's been struggling in camp, though. I know Tampa Bay kicker sounds attractive, but, I mean, Justin Tucker and Harrison Butker are still on the board. Um, so we don't we don't play in defense or kicker leagues with our fellowship league. I just pick names. Yeah, so, um, I mean, Tucker right. and, and Butker are probably the two. Will Lutz is probably the best option, too. And then I just – I mean, I'd probably go take the Vikings defense. No, don't do that. Why? Because tell me one player, uh, name one of their starting cornerbacks. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, they're, they're going to be really young at corner. They're going to probably be lit up by the Lions and the Packers, you know, twice a year. Uh, they have a good pass rush. They just made a nice trade today, so I like their front. But I think people are just going to pick on them in their secondary. They still have the safety Harrison Smith. But, man, people are going to eat them up in the secondary this year which I think the Vikings might be forced to throw a little bit more. So I kind of like – I'm, I'm kind of into Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook if he's going to sign his stupid contract. But um, 
But yeah, so you, I mean, you took a kicker. Basically, the, the, this is the kicker strategy. You want a kicker in one of the top five offenses. So that's Kansas City, that's Baltimore, that's Dallas. Um, I'm trying to think of any others. Uh, Arizona's kicker might be a good one this year. They're kicking indoors too. Uh, Robbie Gold, the San Francisco 49ers kicker. Basically, you just you just want to be on a winning team. And the better offense, the more opportunities they're going to have to make kicks. Um, so I'm probably taking – I mean, I get like the the second to last pick of the draft, so it really doesn't matter who I take. Um, I mean, I could take Mason Crosby. I could take Chase McLaughlin for Indianapolis. I like their offense this year. But, yeah, that's pretty much going to do it for this video. Uh, thank you, Josh, for your time today. We'll probably be hanging out later in a little bit. Uh, but this was fun. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to get you on, like maybe we'll do a waiver wire show or something at some point in the coming weeks and we kind of talk about that stuff, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope you, hope you hang out a little bit more during the season with us. Uh, I have my pick coming up here. I'm just going to go ahead here and take the, I don't, I don't even know. I'm just going to take the Colts kicker and we'll go with that. So uh, the draft is complete. Thank you for hanging out in the live stream uh, comments. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for Josh Piotta. You can follow him on uh, Twitter at the fellow Joshy P and uh yeah i'm the fellow kgb and uh that's it thank you for your time have a good uh have a good rest of your day peace see you later